the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, welcome back as we head into Hour 2 this January 11th, 2021. That last call had me thinking about um, about a lot of things I want us all to be thinking about as we're heading into uh, November. Actually, as we're heading into August and then November, that is to say our primary elections and then the general election, because the first most important vote you're going to make is in the primaries, isn't it? Uh, you, you know my theme here. It's twofold. One is don't ignore the primaries or justify your staying out of them by saying you'll wait for the general election and be all there. Because you may end up with candidates in the general election. You'll say about how did we get these guys? Why is it these yo-yos? The other thing is – Make sure people show you their conservatism if it's a conservative you want to vote for. Not just tell you they're conservative or not just appear as conservative. And don't confuse the microphone or the megaphone with what's being said into it. In other words – It's okay, obviously, if you have a great message and a great messenger or a great messenger delivery system. But just because someone might be electable, but their message kind of isn't what you believe, don't fall for it. That's been the message of every moderate Republican I've ever heard. Oh, but they're electable. And it turns out it's often just not true. I give you Bill Weld running for Senate in Massachusetts. I give you Mitt Romney. I give you John McCain. I can give you a lot of examples. When we pay attention to those calling for those who are electable, eh, I'm not so sure it works out that way. About the 2016 election, There was really only one Republican everyone said, almost everyone, except maybe 10 of us early on, said was unelectable. And he was the only one, it turned out, who I think was electable, Donald Trump. Careful there. The Tulsi Gabbard temptation. Careful. Just I caution, as I do with every shiny object. Um, There's nothing wrong with a shiny object. Just make sure it has the value you want to invest in it. Are you okay with 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 her positions on health care? Because she's for universal health care. Is that is that a Republican Party position we're now going to accept? Does it bother you that she has a one hundred percent rating from Planned Parenthood of America and a zero percent rating from the Susan B. Anthony list? It should. It should. And what is her position on the wall? Oh, she supports it. Oh, does she? Did you read the second sentence? If it's a high-tech surveillance system, uh, you know, careful. Just, you know, your vote is too important because 
the party and the movement is too important. And the party and the movement is too important because the country is so important, so important. So I, I just I just want to caution about some of these things. You have people who have done the hard work while maintaining the Republican Party identification and not shrinking from calling themselves conservatives. They've done the hard work and they've done so in states that don't always elect Republicans. Think of your Ron DeSantis's for a moment. Think of your Christy Noams for a moment. Think of a few others if you want. Think of, obviously, Donald Trump. I, I goes without saying he's in the mix, obviously. Uh, in fact, not only is he in the mix, it's really his call as to whether he's the nominee or not. We tend to give that respectability and that credibility and that choice to the outgoing president. And then if not they, the vice president. A lot of people will say, well, Mike Pence isn't, isn't really a rational or viable candidate. I agree with that probably for a lot of reasons. I just don't think he can win a national election. Um, I just don't. I just don't think that. Um, but I, I do think that of some others who didn't become conservative yesterday. But examine the records. I mean, why wouldn't you want to reward Ron DeSantis for everything he's said and done over the last two years? He's been right about everything and attacked for everything he's been right on. And he hasn't shrunk from a single fight on the hardest of issues, be they race, be they COVID, you name it. He just hasn't shrunk from any of it. Um, I, 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 I think we could probably find a few other candidates um, like that. But the idea that none immediately come to mind should not have us chasing after Democrats who want to stay in the Democratic Party. Yeah, it's right. It's true. Tulsi Gabbard did not keep her credentials at the Democratic Convention in 2016. You know why? You know why? Because she supported Bernie Sanders. Are we really going to take a Bernie Sanders supporter and put her at the top of a Republican ticket in the course of four or eight years. I like the idea that she may be and constitutive of a moderate Democrat, and I understand why the Democratic Party would uh, dismiss her, throw her out. They do that to moderates. They do that to your Joe Liebermans. They do that probably next to your Joe Manchins. They do that. They are a one-party view of themselves as well as of the country. Not only do they think they have purchase on the entire country and anyone who's a Republican or affiliates with the Republican Party should be categorized as a domestic terrorist. Not only do they think that, they think that about their own party. They have their purity rights in the Democratic Party. And should you violate and act like a Democrat in the 1970s, act like a Democrat that Joe Biden used to be, act like a Democrat that, you know, was the party of, say, a Hubert Humphrey or um, a Henry Jackson or, for that matter, even a Walter Mondale up until the last few years of his life. That party, that's gone. Those people... 
they exist. They exist. I just named you a few. They do exist here. We should be the party that brings them in. We should be the party that proves to them, join us. Join us. Because we'll allow you your dissents. We are a party that will allow you not only your dissents, but will probably have you come over on more and more of our issues as you realize the water is just fine. Conversions, by and large, tend to go Republican. We can think of examples where they go Democrat. They do, and they have. But they tend more so to go Republican. And I believe that's still true today. I believe it's still true today. Republicans who tell you that they can no longer support this party. Oh, I've been a lifelong Republican. I can't take this party anymore. Two questions. How much of a lifelong Republican have they been? What did they do for the Republican Party? Question one. And then question two. Question two. And this gets to a really big issue if you want to go there. What does today's Republican Party stand for that Barry Goldwater and Ronald Reagan did not? Your answer will – the first answer I've, – I've been through enough of this, the, these to know. The first answer will be about temperament. I don't care about temperament. I asked about policy. You're talking about a big party. Certainly your partisan preferences and ideologies and views about the Constitution in America can't come down to temperament. Because if temperament is your problem, I'm going to tell you something right now. You probably wouldn't have liked John Adams very much. And you probably would have had a really hard time with Benjamin Franklin. And George Washington probably wouldn't have been your cup of tea either, quite frankly. If temperament is your defining political modus operandi, then, you know, go vote for the presidency of the American Psychological and Psychiatric Association. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me temperament is what controls your views of what a party stands for. I've read probably every Republican Party platform since 1856. Not a one of them talks about mood or feeling. Not a one. Not a one. All right. We'll go back to your calls in just a moment. It's open lines this hour, 602-508-0960. we got a few on deck and room for more. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, 602-508-0960. Anything on your mind this hour? Rick is in Phoenix. Hello, Rick. Hello there, my friend, Seth. It's good to talk to you. And you you as well. How are you, sir? I am doing great, thanks. Enjoying this beautiful day and enjoying this uh, very good program you've had. Thank you for the very uh, instructional and educational monologue that you just delivered there on uh, who we support politically and how we choose them. I I think that was very, very uh, uh, good and very needed and very helpful. Well, thank you. And and people are welcome to disagree, of course. But I just as we go into this primary candidacy season and we're going to be inundated with ads and all kinds of all kinds of uh, temptations and all kinds of friends speaking on behalf of other candidates and that sort of thing. I, ju- I just yeah. I just want us to 
not have to reinvent compl- – well, I, not reinvent. I want us not to repeat complaints I've heard too often. That right. person gets elected and then sells us out. I just yeah. – I just don't want us to go through that anymore. We don't have that kind of time anymore. We just yeah. time is running out for this country. It really is. I'm afraid you're exactly right, and we don't need to repeat the mistakes of the past. We really don't. Definitely. We really don't. The liberals love to make them because they think we um, we we have a, a memory bank of history that goes back a week. I really want us to have a memory bank of history that spans history. Right, right, absolutely. Well, it's all part of that uh, crisis industrial complex, you know, as long as they can keep things in turmoil and messed up and befuddled and just... Yeah, (laughs) you can't think and you can't focus. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if you've seen the commercial running now in support of uh, the the, uh, uh, bill that's going through Congress to to turn everything uh, as far as elections over to the Fed uh, on Arizona. And how did we, it says, how did we elect such uh, great independent leaders, you know, because we had the vote and we need to, we need to secure that vote. The, the problem oh, is... Oh, I saw one with a veteran that made me sick. Is that the one you're yeah, talking about? No. No, this is the one with uh, Rose Monford. Oh, and, Rose Monford, uh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I've seen that one. That and, one just has so many lies. Oh, and, yeah, and, starting and, with the picture uh, of Rose Monford walking yeah. in to give a state of the state as how we have elected so many state leaders who were yeah. renegades because she was never elected governor. Right, yeah. and then they throw, yeah. and then they yeah. throw the yeah. Supreme Court, yeah. uh, Sandra Day O'Connor. Yeah. Up yeah. We didn't elect we her. Didn't. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, we didn't. You're right. No, no, you're right. You're it's right. Unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. that one is bothersome. You're going to see is. another one pretty soon, Rick. Uh, I saw okay. it this morning for the first time. It's a, and it's a veteran. Um, uh, I think from Vietnam, a Vietnam. I think a Vietnam yeah. vet. Going yeah. after cinema. And, oh, my oh, gosh. I mean, no. I just thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. This oh, isn't what we geez. fought for kind of stuff. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's well, getting let, to be a high season of, uh, of, of really, really bad propaganda. Yeah, smears. And, well, well, let me leave you with this, sure. Seth, because this, I think this quote ties into your monologue. Okay. Uh, and it ties into what you've been talking about for a long time, which I really appreciate, and I think you need to continue to talk about it. It says, those who seek to change our language are gradually eradicating the relationship between truth and culture, between the past and the present. They want to remove all markers that brought us this far. They should be sure that if they continue in this way, the very world view that they have put into place will remove them as well. Wow, who's that? Ravi Zacharias. Oh yeah, would you send that to me, please? I sure will. You I'll bet. Send that's, that the, to um, you. that's the that's uh, the evangelist who passed. Did he pass away he, recently? He passed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Passed away last year. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sure please did. send that to me. I will send that to you. I thought when I came across that, I thought, wow, yeah. that just that that captures what you've been saying and what we need to say and uh boy it really you know hits the spot and one thing let me leave you with this with this thought um in a world full of people who couldn't care less be someone who couldn't care more i love that is that also ravi 
No, I, it's unknown. I don't know who well, then said you that. Take one, but it. I'll you send them both. Take it for yourself. I, I, yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll language do that. is so important. I had a, I had a language issue today. Yeah. Almost every almost every almost every dinner I have is with my girlfriend. Almost. Yeah. And um, she called me earlier, and she said, uh, "Well, I'm gonna be making um, I'm gonna be making uh, Persian rice and and lentils tonight. What else would you like to eat?" And I said, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! What else would I like to eat? You mean what would I like to eat? Not what else would I like to eat? What would I like to eat?" And she understood it. The the, yeah. the importance of language, you know, that else yes. changed everything. Yes, that's yeah. right. That's I, true. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I said the, the year is the year is not three ten B C E Alexandria Egypt. Right. You know, what else would you like to eat? Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! Facts, not in evidence here. Presuming, <laughs> presuming, I or anyone is going to eat that. Yeah. Right, right. And and then I got into and then we got into a real argument. Uh-oh. Yeah, the real argument was she said, "Well, that's what most people eat. I don't think so." <laughs> I just I Whoa. just don't think so. Yeah, that's not exactly No. Your, uh, no. Your Maybe regular... I live in a bubble. Maybe yeah. I live in a bubble, but I just, yeah. <laughs> I just don't think I'm not saying it's bad. It's just Well, not, uh, it's, listen, it's, brother, it's I, have good. A, I have I have a I have a $9.95 special on uh, counseling if you'd like to apply. Do you? I was hoping. No. <laughs> uh, uh, you, you, you ended the sentence wrong, wrong, wrong or wrongly. You, you, wrong. I would have liked to have heard you say, I have a nine ninety nine hamburger that you can have. <laughs> There you that go. would have that would have been a better answer. You would have, you would have bought that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, language is important. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, brother. But I it requires it. it requires people to listen carefully. If I yes. wasn't listening carefully, think about oh. what I could be in trouble in 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 you know what could have been in store for me here. Right. That, that's true. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you no, gotta, yeah. You, you have to listen very carefully. Like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but I'm, Seth, I'm, pro- I'm probably a handful to date. Keep what it comes keep down. up. The good work okay. on the uh, on what you're doing on on illustrating and talking. Did did you hear our Supreme Court justices? Yeah, threw out some false. I mean, I say false. I don't know. Maybe they just don't know. But it, that wasn't the worst part of it. it. Then they had people actually defending them. I know, I know. It's um, awful, and it's illustrative yeah. of what happens when you only read one angle. Yeah. It's really illustrative. I think I was making the point that it almost reads as if the only thing she, Sonia Sotomayor, was reading are press releases from the D.C. mayor. Honest to God. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if a, if an attorney states miss facts, they have to apologize or they could be right. sanctioned. Right. Um, that doesn't apply to judges. But it does make you wonder if she's wrong about that. What else is she? Yep. Yep. Malo sure and does. uno, malo and omnibus. Yeah. Wrong and one, yeah. wrong and all. Awful. Awful. Look forward to the rest of the Thank show, you, Seth. Rick. Thank you, you, brother. Thank you, brother. 602-508-0960. Be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. Dana's in Chandler. Hello, Dana. Hi, Seth. How are you? I'm well. How about yourself? 
You know, I'm great. Just uh, doing my thing, soaking my dog in beer and eggs and listening to you and Rick talk. Talk to me about beer and eggs and soaking your dog in beer and eggs. What's that? Did did he get into a fight with a skunk or something? No. Actually, I do this weekly, and I was taught by an amazing teacher that beer and eggs with distilled water, I use powdered, so I'm going to go back up a minute. You can use real eggs in beer, but I use powdered, so I use distilled water. It's the pH of the combination that closes the cuticle on the dog's hair and keeps the moisture in. And so when you bathe them and soak them in um, beer and eggs, it closes the cuticle on their hair, keeps their hair healthy, so that when you are showing your dog, their coat is is optimized. How do they smell? And um, you know, my dog tub smells like a brewery. It, it smells a little bit like a frat house. So far, so good. Okay. So far, all positive. I've noticed a tremendous difference in my dog's coats. They are beautiful. Yeah. Um, and it, it does work. It is. And it my, doesn't make them itch or anything like that. No, no, it's wonderful, their skin. You actually brush the beer and eggs into their skin through their coat. Nice to know. I know, it sounds bizarro. It sounds bizarro. No. But I have to tell you. No, it sounds better than rice and lentils. Ooh. Yeah, that's a whole other conversation that you and Rick got me talking about. Uh, <laughs> I just have to say. You would never do that to your husband, I... would you? Oh, God, no. Okay. No. Okay. I wouldn't do it to myself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I've been very quiet lately, and I've been struggling with something mentally. I've been, I've been trying to get my head on straight, and I used to think that I had my head on pretty straight before. But um, All right. I am a Juilliard-trained psychologist. What's, what's up? Well, I've, I've, I've had an awakening of how to motivate a dog to do what you want it to do, because yep. he does want to work for you. Yep. And in the process of going down this road and all these rabbit holes that my wonderful teacher has taught me how to do, I have come with a renewed view of the world and everything that's going on around me. And the language thing, I was going to talk to you about Facebook putting me in jail over mocking someone. Apparently mocking people now is is considered um, bullying, so they put me in jail. Oh my gosh, really? Joe Biden does it every day, just did it today. Yeah, no, I, I got in trouble. A lady accused me of being a 70-year-old woman that didn't know anything about children in school. And I said, well, that's funny because I have a junior in <laughs> Children in school and you ain't 70, I don't think. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and, well, it's her know, truth. It's not the, the truth. That's her truth. Yeah. Okay. And I said, thank you for proving the point that you truly are a moron. Yeah. So I got put in Facebook jail. But oh. the language thing is so important. And, and it's the thing that I've been struggling with, geez, for months. And it's in the ass. And Rick was talking about changes in language and um, how it affects people's behavior. And it all has come together to me. And if you look at, I'm just going to give you one example. Your dog knows when you lie to them. Mm, pretty good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, keep going. So if God said to you, don't lie, your first reaction is, yeah, well, what's in it for me? Right? You ask a teenager to do something, and they're going to be like, hey, well, what's in it for me? you got to tell me why. Okay. you got to find out the why, uh-huh. right? You have to yeah. find out the why behind it. So if God says you don't lie, and you never go find the why, and your, your pastor or your rabbi or whoever never teaches you why, you think, well, I'm not supposed to lie, but does it really matter? But that's not what it says. 
the language has been twisted to motivate you to not want to do it. If the language said, hey, Seth, I don't want you to lie, you're going to stop and think, well, why doesn't he want me to lie? And because I trust and respect you, I might think about that even more. And your dog trusts and respects you. So when you lie to them, your dog's like, mm, yeah, you're full of it. I'm not working for you. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm but so we far lie with to you. ourselves. Yeah. We lie to ourselves all the time. Yep. And one of the reasons why I wasn't winning in the ring as much as I believed that I should is because I was lying to myself about what I was doing in that ring. Uh-huh. I was in there showing my dog to the judge. Yes. That's what I do in there. But that's not the truth. Uh-huh. The truth is I'm in that ring to ask that judge for the ribbon, to give me the ribbon, because I'm confident because I've done the work and I deserve it. There's something important and big here that could also involve the Facebook situation you wanted to mention. Can you hold? I want to pick up on this. Indeed. I want to pick up on this in Facebook. Yeah. Okay, sir. good, 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 good. Thank you. And, um, yeah, bear with me. Lies, Facebook, truth, freedom of speech. That's what I want to come back on. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, 602-508-0960. The connection between speech, truth, and media. Um, it's, it's, it's perhaps the biggest thing we have in front of us to try and get our hands around. And as conservatives, you know, there's, there's really two views on it. There's, there's kind of an absolutist approach, which I used to be inclined towards, I have to tell you, um, w- w- which is that, you know, private corporations are private corporations. And the less legislative interference, the less governmental interference, the better. But when the corporations have themselves become the arbiters of not only how we live but how we govern ourselves and have made them and made of themselves the um, the new public the, the new public territory upon which debate and information takes place they have become the new public forums if you will uh, that that changes the equation that changes the equation and a lot of libertarian impulse did, I believe, appropriately have to give way to other concerns. It's okay to prioritize concerns in this world. Think about, for example, the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Libertarians were opposed to it on libertarian grounds and had to thus be in league with on the same side of the question as segregationists and bigots. Pretty uncomfortable, particularly if you're a libertarian, particularly if you're a libertarian. Um, and, and I believe that same problem has presented itself when it comes to, for lack of a better phrase, big tech and the First Amendment. 
Let me add another element to it, a psychological element to it, particularly with regard to sites like Facebook. Facebook is the last place that should decide for itself what is and what isn't true. The near entirety, not exclusive, but near entirety of Facebook is based on untruth. People displaying their lives in extremis as if it is there every day. People uh, showing, and there's nothing wrong with it, of course, people showing themselves at their absolute very, very best or most interesting as if that is the workaday or the uh, general uh, view of their life. They are portraying their life's extreme great moments as if that's their every day. And whether they intend to do this or not, it's easily to get caught up in it. And who having a picture or video of themselves doesn't want their best uh, their, their 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 best look uh, uh, revealed, uh, of course. But but the attendant problem with that is, of course, more and more addiction and addictive behavior when it comes to Facebook, and also more and more psychological depression. Now, we aren't going to get in the business of regulating that. There's no way to regulate that. It would be an impossibility, and it would include being an absurdity. But I just want the folks at Facebook to understand that their entire business model has become, it may not have intended it to become or intended it to be at the outset based on a lie, but it is. That is what it has become, and that's why they are the last people that should be arbiters of the truth. So I want to hear, Dana, why were you banned from Facebook? So I was just in a, in a chat about, you know, teachers talking about critical race theory and how parents, you know, don't have the right to, to say what their kids should learn in school. And, and I was in a discussion about ownership versus being in charge and that teachers have conflated being in charge of children um, for a certain amount of hours in the day um, with owning those children. Yeah. And um, the, the, the two are very, very different. And again, it, it's language. And, you know, I, 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 it's an obsession for me, right? I speak, I read and understand three languages. So I get it. it it's my thing. And I know that that's not everybody's jive, but, but it is mine. And I see how it is manipulated. And so I was discussing with this woman about, you know, I don't own my children. I am certainly in charge of my children, but I don't own my children. Now, my dogs, I own and I am in charge. Um, because I have to be, because if I'm not, they will take over and be in charge. Um, and they are constantly challenging you to be in charge. Um, and so she said a comment about, well, you know, what do you know? You're just some seven-year-old stupid woman that doesn't even have kids in school. And and I made a snide comment back because I realized that, you know, mockery is a very effective tool. Yeah. Mocking her saying that I'm, you know, funny because it's, I'm nowhere near 70, and I still have a kid in school, so it just proves what a moron you are. Yeah. And I was taken off Facebook for 24 hours for bullying. Yeah. Well. With that one comment. Well, you shouldn't have been. You shouldn't have been, because what she said to you was a demonstrable, that is to say you can demonstrate what she said about you and to you was a lie. That was, you can demonstrate it. It's simply a falsehood. It might be a slander or but it's certainly a defamation and a falsehood. You can demonstrate that. You can't demonstrate 
the falsity of what you said. That's that's problem one. Problem two is without even perhaps knowing it, you demonstrated the perfect description philosophically of what natural law is and what our natural rights come from. It is the distinction between understanding all men are created equal and not understanding that. Because to understand that as the Declaration of Independence intones when it speaks of the laws of nature and of nature's God, it understands there, are dis- there is a distinction between man and God as important as there is between animal and man. See, once you eviscerate and change these distinctions and violate these natural orders of things, anything is possible. Anything can happen. When humans start treating other humans the way they naturally can treat animals, you end up with Mao, Stalin, Pol Pot, Hitler, Castro. When you have humans acting as if they're gods and treating other human beings as if they are the subject to your theocracy, you end up with Stalin's, Mao's, Hitler's, Pol Pot's, and Castro's. People who refuse to understand this understand nothing, understand nothing, or know what they're doing and want to sink us into tyranny. All of your individual rights come from that very understanding, which you demonstrated, Dana. All of the violation of our rights come from the understanding of your argufier. Don't give in. Don't give in. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Having um, made a negative comment about the kinds of things you might buy at Whole Foods, uh, let me say a kind word about Whole Foods. And let me suggest, you know, I don't think – you've heard me on this before. I'm not sure – unfortunately, I'm not sure that boycotts work when we conservatives engage in them for a lot of reasons – uh, it's 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 hard is <laughs> is the best answer to most of those reasons. It's hard, but I'm not yet convinced that inverse boycotts can't work. That is to say, going to a company whose policies you approve of and telling people, "Thank you for X policy," as you buy their product or use their you know use their services, and I urge you to do that because. Employees talk and employees talk to management and employees will report upwards, you know, what customers tell them, good and bad. And if you say a kind word to an employee, trust me, that employee will talk. That employee will pass that on upwards. The National Labor Relations Board is going after Whole Foods. Most companies would cave on this issue. You know what the issue is? Whole Foods has a policy of no political speech by employees. Good. I'm glad. Thank you for that. Guess what? A lot of employees wearing masks, cloth masks, by the way, that say Black Lives Matter or BLM, Whole Foods is saying you can't. You're violating our policy. Don't do it. 
Guess what? Those employees went to the National Labor Relations Board. Guess what? The National Labor Relations Board is suing Whole Foods for discrimination. Guess what? Whole Foods is fighting back fully. I wouldn't have expected that, would you? I would have expected, oh, okay, well, our policy is good up until the point that the federal government comes after us and then we kind of got to bend. They ain't bending. And good for them. Good for Whole Foods on this. I'm guessing probably the C-suite and the entirety of it supports and probably has even given money to BLM for all I know. But good for them in saying, "Uh uh-uh, uh-uh. We aren't going to allow political speech and we aren't going to allow an exception for political speech Political speech just because it's based on race. They probably don't know it's based on Karl Marx either. Doesn't matter. Good for Whole Foods for standing up for the principle within freedom of speech that says no one can force you what to say or confess. Enforced unification of consent maintains only the unanimity of the graveyard, Robert Jackson said in uh, West Virginia v. Barnett, 1943, I think. Pretty sure. I'll check it. Enforced unification of consent maintains only the unanimity of the graveyard. Good for Whole Foods. Didn't think I'd be putting in a good word for them today. Happy to do so right now. Go and buy something you'd like there or many things you like there, if you can, if you have the ability to. But more importantly, when you do that, Let them know you stand with their position against the federal government on free speech and thank them for it. That can work. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.